0: Now, now, when I go to a Marlins game, I won't be going to a Marlins game, but if I go to a Marlins game this season, I must try this sandwich. I have a sandwich up on my IG board. It is so ginormous that it couldn't fit into the picture. It is a 34-inch, two-and-a-half-pound sandwich, which doesn't seem like that much of a sandwich. More bread than sandwich. Available at home games, it's called the Cubano Gigante. It features sweet ham, roasted mojo pork, Cheese, pickles, mustard, and a special sauce feeding 48 people for $50. 50 bucks. 48 people. I'll take my chances. Now, what if you get, do you get a shirt? But I was like, wow, I saw that and I was like, JD's got to have some of that. JD wants, JD's hungry right now. He's famished. He's ravenous. But that sandwich looks muy delicioso. deli. De, delicioissimo Yeah, I was isimo. You said that, yeah. Imo? Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. It looks delicious. I don't know if I'm mojo pork, cheese, pickles, mustard, special sauce. You know, I give it a shot. It'd be fun. You know, something to do with a ball game. You know, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, and 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 Hal sent me a picture of H's baseball team. They're called the Cougars. I said the Cougars. Send me a cool picture," he said. "It looks like he's dipping his mouth. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like dip. It just looks like he's hanging out and having a good time." I couldn't remember. Hayden Hurst is now a Panther. Hayden Hurst. The name escaped me. Hayden Hurst. Yes, that is the name. Yes. So Hayden Hurst. That escaped me. And you know what? Tomorrow, every team is 0 and 0 and zero. That's what it is. That's the beauty of opening day. Volpe made some great pl- plays in the field yesterday. I saw that. I also saw that the Yankees just signed. I saw this from Yankees. What did I see this from? Yankee report breaking. Like this is something I am breaking. Franchi Cordero, one-year deal. He'll get a million in the big leagues, 180,000. That's a big difference. Barring another move, Cordero could be in the Yankees opening day roster. Twenty year old lefty hitting outfielder. Recently released by the Orioles, 413 in spring training. 2020-22 season, he had a career-high 275 plate appearances with the Sox, 219 batting average, 300 on base, 397 slugging, eight home runs, 6'3", 225, extremely strong. Yeah. They, uh, he's, this guy says it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Estevan Florio, who's out of minor league options. So that's, that's not an issue. And I thought... Uh, Isaiah kainer yeah, and Kalefa, who is going to be playing in center field because now you have Volpe in starting at shortstop. So you have Judge, Hicks, Stanton, Cabrera, IKF, and Florio in the outfield. Yes, you're going to have to be, some guy's going to have to go, maybe a trade, maybe IK, you know, IKF is going to be traded. We'll see what happens. And Hicks, too, but who wants Hicks' contract? And Hicks has been terrible the last couple of years for the Yankees. You know what I was watching last night? You know, you know, I am a sports fan. I am a huge sports fan. I'm such a sports fan that last night I was watching the NIT. I was watching Utah Valley go to overtime against UAB. That's Alabama Birmingham, Birmingham for the people from Conference USA, and it went to overtime, and it ends up that 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 Auburn. I, 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 Alabama, University of Alabama, Birmingham, won in overtime, and we have a Conference USA championship game because North Texas beat Wisconsin 56-54 because Wisconsin, over the last nine minutes, 0 for 10, four turnovers, zero points in the last nine minutes. And they had a last play of the game where they were getting a little too... You know, Wisconsin would be a little too nice making the extra pass when the guy was in the paint, should have taken a shot, which would have sent it overtime, missed the shot. And Mean Joe Green's alma mater, North Texas, is going to play UAB at the Orleans Arena, which seats 9,500. And there was so few people there. I was hearing the, the coaches. The coaches were, were, were instructions I could hear clearly. I mean, they move it. I know there was a, something, they had a falling, falling out with MSG, but really, in Vegas, and nobody was there? I mean a ghost town. So you have a Conference USA uh, rematch between UAB and North Texas. They met three times this season, and you have a thirty win UAB, a thirty win North Texas team, and a twenty nine win UAB team. Right? I mean that's, I mean these are two teams that I think could have won, could have made the tournament. I think it could have happened. Yes. Yeah, so they're playing. UAB is one two against one and two against North Texas this season. Blazers lost both. That's UAB lost both in the season and won the conference USA tournament. So they meet. Thank you, Joseph Goodman, for that one. That was so that we'll see that. I that I'm a sports fan. I am a sports fan, and this is from Front Office Sports. 2.5 million viewers for the Iowa Louisville Elite Eight game on ESPN. 2.15 million, the most watched NBA game on ESPN so far this season. So more people are watching women's basketball than are watching the NBA. Michigan sent it to me too. I saw that. I said, yes, yes, yes. That, that's great. That is fantastic. I love that. And Lamar Jackson's career stats versus the coaches of teams who have publicly said they're not interested in him. Okay. These are not, he has completed in dropbacks. He's completed 78% of his passes, been on target for almost 96%. His yards per dropback over almost nine a play uh, success rate almost 59% and rushing yards against these teams 46 rushes, 3 to 18 yards, almost seven yards of carry, and three touchdowns. I would say, thank you, Stephen Ruiz. I would say, you know, he is now, I agree with Carol. I'm getting tired of hearing Aaron Rodgers. Now I hear the Packers w- are not pushing for the 13th pick from the Jets, but I'm tired of him. I'm tired of hearing Lamar Jackson. Should have got off the pot. It's like enough already. And you know, I mean, guys, how, how much more? And I have some stuff I can talk about Lamar a little later, but I just wanted to broach that right this second, and we'll move on from there. And and Lanker sent me this, and and so did Michigan. So Sergio Sergio Romo for the reliever for the Giants came out the other night. I guess he's retiring. Every time a kid asked Sergio Romo for an autograph in spring training, he asked them to sign his hat first. He wore this. To the mound tonight. So I, they said that's the last time he's coming out to the song. So is was Sergio Romo. I forgot to look this up because I was... We, 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 had a, we had a little busy day today. Yeah, he played for the... I guess he's done. Finds incredible touching way to thank fans in his final professional. I guess he was retiring in his final appearance. The move didn't signal a comeback. It merely gave him a chance to end his career in front of the fans who supported him the most. Monday, he made his last professional baseball appearance of his career. He was called in to pitch, pitch in a spring training game at Oracle Park so a Giants fan could give him one more ovation before he retired for good. Throughout the f- final spring training, you know, he had everybody sign his hat. He wore the cap now full of autographs from young Giant fans. I think that's really classy. He explained the decision after the game telling ESPN, if, if this was the last hat I was going to wear in the big leagues, I figured it would be nice to not go in there alone. He looked like a pitcher and worked out all offseason his final professional appearance. He said as much when the team signed him. He entered the contest in the athletics in the seventh inning, walked about batter, threw a wild pitch. He gave up two singles before former Giants outfielder Hunter Pence, walked out of the dugout to take Romo out of the game. Yeah. He was a 28th round pick in the 2005 draft. Fastballed 87.5, a slider that befuddled MLB hitters for years posted a 2.690 area in his first 10 seasons, nine of which came with the Giants. He was elected to one all-star game and won three World Series titles with the team. In 2012, he closed out the Tigers to win the World Series. He froze slugger Miguel Cabrera with a fastball to end the contest. That's classy. Hey, you know what? He went out, went out one last time. I loved it. I, I saw that. I thought that was awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, there were no fans of that game. And Utah, Utah, this is what I saw. So Cal... Has a new basketball coach. I always think of Michael Myers, but it's not Michael Myers. But I, I saw this, and, you know, I got a lot of stuff to go through here. But, yeah, Mark Madsen, the former Stanford star and NBA veteran, he's going to be Cal's head coach. Utah Valley, regular season WAC championship, made it to the semifinals where they lost to UAB 88-86 last night. They finished 20-9, 15-3 in conference play. Last three seasons, Utah Valley were thirty-four and 15 in the WAC Six years of assistant with the Lakers, two-time all-conference selection in college. He led Stanford to the 1998 Final Four, first-round pick of the Lakers in 2000, winning two NBA championships with the franchise before going to the T-Wolves for six seasons. He was long-perceived a favorite to take over as an alma mater, but Stanford opted to keep Gerard Haas the past two seasons despite their struggles. Cal made overtures to St. Mary's coach Randy Bennett, but after Bennett decided to stay with the Gales, it turned to Madsen. He chose chose not to wait another year for Stanford. It will now take over at his at his rival, and he takes over for, for Coach Fox, who was three and twenty nine in his fourth year. They haven't been into the NCAA tournament since two thousand sixteen. So that was good. Yeah. Hey, listen, he he propelled that uh, into a new job in the not bad from the whack to go into the Pac twelve right. And Cal used to be, a, I mean, he had Jason Kidd there, man. I mean, they had good teams, yeah, and. Raheem, who was the other? Who was the Gri- Grizzlies? The Grizzlies—that's what I'm drinking. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the Grizzlies all-time leading Grizzlies, because I, he was in the Grizzlies' first-round draft picks, and this was in the first round. That's what I was thinking. Was it first-round draft picks? That's what I was trying to see right here. Okay, so they drafted, and they had a, they took the kid out of Cal selections i'm thinking 95 90 yeah sharif abdur rahim third pick in the draft at a cal so yeah they had that's the guy i was thinking of and i was confusing him with the kennesaw state coach who was taking over at south florida amir Abdul rahim this is sharif so you know i make mistakes i'm not perfect i'm not perfect at all we make mistakes rangers 9-1-1 their last 10 they going to last night's game, they were 29-0-0, 29 wins, no losses, no 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 overtime losses, when scoring four-plus goals, one of two teams in the NHL undefeated with four-plus goals in a game with Vegas. Now, now, 30-0-0. They haven't lost when they score four-plus goals. The third line got a goal, Heedle Not Heidel, Heedle Yes, Mark, Heedle Got a goal, 22nd from Heedle First goal line from Tarasenko, got a 16th. Second goal line from Kane, his 21st. And Panarin got a power play goal. That was from Stap Boy Steven, who is gonna, who is lives in in, I think, Ireland or Scotland, and is going to the Devils Rangers game in New Jersey Thursday. And the Rangers are two points behind the Devils. I think they're both, right? Two points behind? That's always checking out. They've got to check out the NHL standings. And, you know, that's big. You know, that means that means that means home home. Home field advantage, home ice advantage for the first round. And they're two points behind. I was just checking the standings. Bruins lost last night 2-1 to the Predators. And the Devils are 100 points. Rangers are at 98. And I don't know what the Devils-Rangers head-to-head this year is. Devils-Rangers-Tiebreaker. Yeah, Tiebreaker. That's what I wanted to see. Okay. Overall, the Rangers against Devils 18, eighteen. That's what I wanted to see. Collision course, course. Eighty percent chance they'll be the Devils. Four points now; they're two points behind. Whoever claims that spot will get home ice. I didn't want—I wanted to know what they were doing this season against each other. Yeah, that's what I was looking for, and they did not give me the information I want. Overall, the Rangers playoff record against the Devils eighteen sixty, winning four or six series. Oh, this regular seasons Rangers had a lot of trouble against double speed with a record of one one and one due to 10 goals four so that this game decides everything I guess if yeah right I mean if it finishes the tie I guess then they go with other but they win this game they have the tiebreaker so gotta get the win they the Kreider missed a shorthanded goal earlier they're up three0 then it was three two then it was four two five two six two Mika got his 38th he got a assist 43 assist 81 points in the year trocheck got 20 goals. First goal in a while. That's fifth time in his career. Columbus, listen to this. Columbus has allowed six or more goals 14 times this year, which is a leads the NHL. You're not having a good year when you give up six plus goals, 14 games in a season of a season that's eighty two. That is over, that's pretty much yeah, close to twenty percent of the games, right? Fourteen into eighty two. Yeah. That's that's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. And Shesterkin, 34th win, tied for second in the NHL. Panarin, goal and assist, 84 points of the season. Lafreniere, two assists, 21 of the season. And Fox got his 55th assist. Yeah, you listen, they're 3-0 in the first period. Then it was 3-2. You're like, shit, are they going to hold on to this game? And bam, 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 they came through. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, Bruins lost. Passionate got his 52nd. They're 57-12-5. and They need five to tie, six to get the title. And that's they played. Eh, they got eight games left. It could happen. They could do it. The Bruins could do it, and and I, you know, I had a talk with with Javi about the the Nets, and you know, he says I don't want to sound petty, but he's you know, and and he doesn't like talking about things in the past, but he's pissed out things happened when Kyrie left that Katie didn't stay, and you know, work through this. And I told him there was a stat I saw going into yesterday since the trade. Brooklyn Bridges, 535 points for the Nets. Durant, 80. He's, he's playing tonight. Durant is playing tonight. And Kyrie, 421. Brooklyn Bridges has more points than KD and and Kyrie combined since the trade. You think that wasn't a, that was a great move? A great move. And, you know, I could get into it, but he's entitled to his opinion. And not that he's entitled to his opinion. He's entitled to vent to me about this. I know I'd be pissed too. I mean, you know what? You thought this team was going to be something else, and they really... You know they traded everybody, and it's kind of like a rebuild, and we'll see what happens in the draft. We don't know if the Mavs are gonna if the Mavs don't Mavs don't make the playoffs. That means, you know, I mean, the Suns are gonna make the playoffs, but you know, it's draft picks, and you know, Cam Thomas up and down, but Bridges has shown out shown that he really can play. Ben Simmons shut down for the season, forty two games, six point nine points per game, twenty six point three minutes per game, all three career lows. He is beginning rehab program. I'm back per Jacques Vaughn, the head coach. No game since February 15th. They own $38 million next year, and then $40 million the season after. You think he's retired? He's not retired, But you'd love to get rid of him. But who wants him? Who wants him? And, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ, what a what a shit show. What a shit show Ben Simmons has been. And I know, you know, people get injured. But, you know, he missed the season with uh, mental health. And I don't know what he did, but, you know, the back's a mess. And they gave him this huge contract. And he's... You know, dude, I would be busting my ass to get back. I should, you should come back in the best fucking shape of your life next season. And you should be, well, get the back healthy because obviously it wasn't good all season. And, you know, you basically took money from a team the last couple seasons and didn't play. You know, I mean, you got to look yourself in the eye and say, you know, well, what am I doing here? Not much. Not much at all. And Brian Windhorst reported that Steven Silas broke down in tears earliest year when he couldn't connect with his players it actually was from 2021 after a game and he apologized that he made the mistake hey you know we all make mistakes nobody's perfect right nobody is perfect but i thought that was interesting he posted this and then he he did a rebuttal saying i screwed winhorse is really good at his job everybody makes mistakes you know what you put stuff up you know you, you can rip people but nah now I'm, I'm like hey yeah we all make mistakes dude it's okay and they're shutting down lillard who they now they're talking about maybe he'll come to the Knicks. You know he's he's not a young man anymore. Anyway. I mean, he, hey, listen, fifty-eight games, thirty-two points, f- five rebounds, seven assists, seventy-one point game. Guy can play. I mean, he can score. I mean, and maybe you give up on RJ Barrett, you bring him in, and you say, okay, we're going to take a shot. I mean, the guy can score. He's getting older, but maybe take a run. I don't know. And Katie's going to return Wednesday when they today when they host the T Wolves. LeBron foot soreness questionable for the Bulls rematch tonight at Chicago. Bucks won the central for the fifth straight year. So I said, Javi, who do you want to win? And he said, I'd like to see Djokich get his first ring. I said, I think the Bucks are damn good. I think the Celtics are going in the opposite direction. I think Celtics are gonna go down. I think Bucks uh, East is a mess. West is like a quagmire. And you know, Brian Winhorse and I, you know, I was saying, Well, what do you think about the Kings? He goes, I think the Kings are overrated. Well, Brian Winhorse posted something. I said, Javi, I think you're correct. I think you got a point in some of these things. That, that uh, yeah, I was like, so Brian Winhorse said, the Kings are stuck in the number three seed. That's where they're going to finish. The Kings are the mark. All of these teams going for number six. Smell weakness, not only because they haven't been to the playoffs in 17 years, but because they're not a good defensive team. The Warriors want the number six seed. Thank you, Legion Hoops. And they brought in, they brought in, they brought in Brown, right? The, the, the Kings coach. Mike Brown? Yeah, Mike Brown, who is supposed to be the defensive guy. And uh, they are giving up a shitload of points. So, I mean, there is something to be said about that. But, yeah, I mean, I'd like them to shock everybody. I mean, Golden State got a win. They came back. And I saw Dr- Draymond Green said he took, got a T because he needed to light a fire under the team's ass, and they did. I mean, freaking Steph Curry eight eight three three-pointers again last night. I mean, Mitchell. Forty-four points, five rebounds, five assists. They lost one twenty-one eighteen to Jante Murray yesterday with the to the Hawks. So they're they're forty-eight and 29. The, the 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 Hawks are thirty-eight and thirty-eight. But the, Donovan Mitchell is the quickest to ten thousand points and thousand plus three pointers in NBA history. Thank you StatMuse for that. Yeah, the Knicks Knicks should have went a little harder going after him. I would have loved him being on the net. He is a phenomenal basketball player. And Hornets Hornets are are killing everybody lately. They beat they beat uh, SGA less with an ankle injury OKC Tuesday night out with an ankle injury 137-134 not a lot of defense Isaiah Joe 33 points for the for the Thunder and PJ Washington led the Hornets with 43 It's like any night guys that put up 40 points like it's you know like they're handing out um they they giving away free slices of pizza so Hornets felt a t- improved twenty six to fifty one. The OKC bad loss thirty seven thirty nine. It's 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 a quagmire. It's everybody's stuck together. We'll see how that works out. Oh, and Zach Eady said he's not entering the transfer portal, contrary to what Dan Dakich tweeted Tuesday. Zach said, Eady said my sources are telling me this is false. I was like, all right, dude. I'm glad you wrote that stuff. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And Scotty Miller, Atlanta, one year deal last year, twenty three catches, a buck eighty five. 15 games played, career. He's 25, four years in, a lot of speed. He's only had 74 catches for 9, 24, four touchdowns. That's that's what people do in a career. But Atlanta loves him. And Cal- 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 Calais Campbell is one sack away from 100. And they, uh, they talked him into coming to Atlanta. And I thought, I, I had heard that the Ravens wanted to bring him back because, you know, it was a cap move. And Atlanta, and they named Desmond Ritter as their. Starting quarterback, which, you know, I mean, okay, great. And now I hear, you know, but I like this Calais Campbell. And Scotty Miller, they said, you know, in the slot, could have an excellent year for them. We'll see how that happens. What happens with that, they have some new rules. So zero, except for offensive and defensive linemen. So Calvin Ridley's going to wear number zero. zero. Mika Parsons wants to swap 11 to zero. And T. Higgins wants to go to number five, the one he he wore at Clemson for Cincy. So, and then I saw that... For the st- because you know, right now Brock Purdy's going to be out six months. That it's going to be between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. And I read that Trey Lance has fallen out of favor with San Francisco. Is it because of his rehab? Because he was the guy until he got hurt. He was their guy. So I'm like, what's going on there? That Trey Lance, or maybe they're trying to get they want to trade him. And there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. I mean, there's not a lot of lot to look at with Trey Lance. He, he played that game where they played in that monsoon against Chicago and. Stunk it up big time, and then he was hurt, and then he was gone. So I guess, I don't know. We'll see what happens going forward there. there are, a group Magic is in, and some Canadian billionaire have put in a $6 billion bid for Washington. 800,000, 800, I'm sorry, 800,000. 800 million that Daniel Snyder paid for it. That would be a nice return on that. On that. And San Francisco is eyeing $120 million in renovations for Levi's Stadium They upgrades. They borrow from the NFL Stadium Fund to finance it. I guess these guys have to finance it. You know what I mean? I guess they don't have $20 million going around, but that's a pretty new stadium to already do some upgrades, but it must be for luxury boxes and stuff. And Thursday Night Football flex schedule proposal tabled until May, but they passed the resolution now that any team can now play two Thursday Night Football games instead of one, and Patrick Mahomes isn't happy about that. I, I don't understand this bullshit. Guys, and, you know, we don't have to play these games and they wanted to flex it, which Mara was pissed about. He goes, you know, if people buy tickets for games, and all of a sudden you're going to, two weeks before, you know, you bought tickets, plan to go to see your team play on a Sunday, and then they flex it to Thursday night. And, and Goodell said, well, you know, we have to take everybody into account, fans watching at home and in the seats. But, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. It's all about money and about ratings because they said that, you know, Amazon's ratings were down for Thursday night football, so now they flex games. And, you know, Mara goes, well, make better matchups and solve that problem. And I don't know why a team needs to play two Thursday night games. I don't know how you play a fucking football game on a Sunday and then come back playing a Thursday. You know, boxers wouldn't fight again a couple days later, and football players shouldn't be. They don't recover from a game in three days, and then they're playing again? I, think, I know it's, all, it's a money grab, but it's not good for the health. Of, and they said they care about the health of the players. Bullshit. They don't give two shits about that. And GM Ron Carthon calls rumors of Derrick Henry being on the trade block erroneous, erroneous. You know, I think there's a lot of trade rumors now that are erroneous. We'll see what happens. Kyle Shanahan, yes, yeah, said that Trey Lance can regain the starting job. So I don't know what to believe anymore. But I can't believe how he loved Trey Lance and he, you know, it, he was done with Jimmy G, then he gets hurt. So he has to go back to Jimmy G and then Brock Purdy, that all of a sudden he's given up Shanahan on Trey Lance. I don't see it. And I can't see that Sam Darnold is the answer quarterback for San Francisco because he's bombed with the Jets and he's, he had a couple of good games with the Panthers, but eh. And Eagles will wear Kelly Green uniforms to be determined this season. Cool. Kelly Green. And the flag Michigan football planted on the field in Columbus this past season is now enshrined in the team's football facilities. Thank you, Alejandro Zuniga, for that one, which it should be. That's a good motivation. You know what they should be? They should have the motivation should be the final score of the TCU game should be plastered all over that fucking, all over. All over, part of my friend, all over the fucking place. That would be in their fucking heads. Every day they should see that score. Missed opportunities, and that should be their motivation. F- fuck the flag. They won that game. The motivation should be that they should have went further last season. They should have played Georgia in the championship game, and that should be burning them burning them hard. That should be pissing them off. That would piss me off. It's pissing me off right now. I'm all jacked up. I'm out and do. And here rod and Mark lore Owned 40% of the T-Wolves, $290 million payment. They were talking about was that gonna happen? Well, it happened. Reese Hoskins, ACL construction surgery, Thursday in Fort Worth. Dr. Steve Singleton will perform the procedure. He's probably done for the year. And and Linda goes to me, she goes, What happened to the Edwin Diaz? I said, celebrating it. She goes, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't Why? I go, they were jumping up and down. But it makes me feel that there was a problem with the knee, and it had nothing to do with the celebration, that there was something wrong with the knee. And that was just the thing that exacerbated it. Because I can't believe him jumping up and down was enough to, to, to damage the knee. There had to be issues with the knee beforehand, and maybe they'll find that out that it was a tear in the knee or something. I haven't heard that. We'll see what happened. And Maxim Galanichev uh, Gala died while defending Ukraine against Russian forces earlier this month, 22 years old, 2017, gold, Won the gold at the European Youth Championships. He was killed March 10th. He won a silver medal at the S- Summer Youth Olympics in 2018. He survived by his daughter, uh, Vasil, v- Vasilza, Vasilva, v- Vasilza, three years old. I mean, hey, Maxim Galinichev, 22 years old, protecting his country. So you saw that and you're like, hey, rest in peace. Fighting for your country, fighting for your, for your country's freedom. I mean, nothing to slouch about. And, you know, he had a promising boxing career ahead of him, and it's all over. It's, it's sad when you hear stuff like that. And Messi, 100 goals with Argentina, 17-minute hat trick, 57th of his career, which is unbelievable. I love this too. Volpening day ready. That's what they call Now it's, it's Anthony Volpe. Volpening day ready. That was from the MLB I saw that from a tweet from MLB. And Mike Tyson retired with over 60 million dollars in debt since he has since then he's made over 400 million from his business. Thank you, D Nice. Hey man, that's, that's good stuff. But uh, yeah, right? Crazy. And uh, yeah, opening day tomorrow. I got a couple of Shari gave me her I, a lot of people didn't get back to me. Ethan has him going one 2 is 60, the Yankees. Lanker has him going 94 and '68. Sherry has them going 96 and 66. I was going to ask Daniel what he wanted to give a prediction on a record. I'll have to get back to him. Yeah, we could give, we could do that even a game into the season. I could get to everybody this week. I didn't get Bumbles what he thinks about the Mets. We'll see what happens on that front. Baseball tomorrow, all day. It's going to be freezing out. Daniel's going opening day. It's going to be, it's going to be chilly, very chilly, very very chilly. And this is cool. So, Anelis Bergman becomes first woman to play in the NAHL. She's been strong at the boys under 18, AAA level, and the under 18 women's worlds. Means everything, April 7th. She's going to play Cornell next season, which is cool. She will become the first woman to play in a tier one or tier two junior hockey game in U.S. hockey history. She won a silver and bronze medal backstopping Team USA at the Women's Under-18 World Championships, posted a 1.77 games, goals against average at a 9.33 save percentage in eight games in the tournament. Yeah. How'd she win a silver and a bronze medal backstopping at the Women's? Oh, in two different, in eight games over two? Yeah, okay. And she says, I'm going to approach this game like every other game, just play the way I play. And she's playing with the... She's not. She, she's no stranger to this team. She joins an elite group of goaltenders playing junior hockey. And Catarine Foreman have ever appeared in a CHL regular season game. And Eve Gascon in 2021-22 played two games for the Gatineau Olympiques, registering a one zero 0 one record. Bergman is set to play for the Janesville Jets when the Jets take on the Springfield Junior Blues. She has spent. Time with she's no stranger to the Jets organization, having advanced to main camp of the Jets this past fall. President Bill McCoshan said it's an opportunity for the organization to showcase one of the rising stars in American hockey. She spent the last several seasons playing Boys Triple A hockey with Michigan's Oakland Junior Grizzlies, including the season at the under 18 level, where she posted a sixty-nine record with a two point oh eight goal against average and a zero point and a nine forty-five save percentage, according to the Jets. And according to Jets coach and GM, Joe Dibble said that Bergman has earned the opportunity to play at this level. Yeah, that is very cool. April 7th. Very cool. Now more Lamar talk. I know Carol's going to go crazy. This is from WNST Baltimore positive. They said, Walt Lamar's whole gig was that an agent would rip him off. And instead of biscotti, the Costa fleeced him in his prime and begged him to play at a market, play at market in real time while he, while he shrugged, begged him to play at market in real time while he shrugged and got no marketing money, sat in exactly why agents exist to protect these young men. Oh, and that's what they said. They said he faked an injury so he could sit out and protect himself for his contract, which, you know, I, I don't know. I, why would he sit out, you know, if he wasn't hurt? But you know what? I mean, maybe he was pissed off. I, I, I wasn't there. I would hope not. I would hope he wouldn't do something like that, but you know, you know, it is a business, and he, you know, one injury away from nothing. And think about this, Ross Tucker, career earnings, Josh Allen 85 million, Lamar Jackson 33, same draft class. Last two years since eligible for New Deal, Josh Allen's made 67 million and Lamar's made 25 million, and he said he's never gonna make up the difference. Well, I mean, if he gets a huge yeah, because I mean crazy, right? Think about that. Same draft class, a lot of people saying he's been injured. Yeah, and also, Lamar Jackson will be punished for wanting a contract that meets the previously established baseline for a franchise quarterback. Both teams don't have the talent or depth to win a Super Bowl with or without Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah, paying Lamar Jackson 25% of the salary cap could make it tough to build a competitive team. And then Chris Dyer said, well, the Pats and Commanders, now the Pats just said they don't want him now, are also already not competitive teams in large part because they are bad at the most important position, quarterback. Yeah. Ron Rivera said they never considered pursuing Lamar Jackson. It was something we didn't f- f- we, we feel didn't suit what we want to do. We know he's a tremendous player. I just didn't think that was the direction we wanted to go. Thank you, Nikki Chabala, for that. And Falcons owner, Arthur Blank said Tuesday, Lamar Jackson's situation is very different from Sean Watson's last year. Different player, different time. You have a winner in Jackson, an MVP in the league. There's no question he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Okay, see, so I really didn't answer the question. You know, looking at it objectively, I'd say there's some concern over how long he can play, his style of game, hopefully a long time. Deshaun, Jack, Deshaun Watson runs a lot, too. But he's missed five or six games these are the last two years. Each game counts a lot in our business. Thank you, Josh Kendall. So rape accusations, that's okay. And multiple, over 25 women. But hurt too much, can't pay you. Okay, so if you rape women, whatever, fully guaranteed. But Lamar Jackson, you know you've been injured a lot. And, you know, can you play this style of play? Well, I do think he runs too much, and it caught up with Cam Newton. But, you know, I I don't understand why there's – they don't want the – they realize – the owners realized that Haslam made a mistake with the guaranteed contract, and they want it to never, ever happen again. And Lamar Jackson wants to get paid what he feels he's worth. And there's not too many quarterbacks out there this young, this good. I know he's been injured, but the guy can ball. And you know, you read this stuff, and you are like, "The Arthur blank saying this stuff." Always oh, been injured a lot, but Sean Watson was Sean Watson was a different case, really. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, something's, uh, you know, they're talking collusion, but I am getting tired of it. Let's get shit should get off the pot. I don't know what the Ravens are. You know, I mean, all these teams are something. I mean, they're talking about Justin Herbert. They're starting negotiations. They want to play. They want to pay Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, all these guys. They want to get paid. The 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 Chiefs didn't. Didn't fuck around Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what's going on here. I mean, do they? It's just crazy. I, I, and, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't know what else to say. I'm done, I'm done talking about it. And Mike Tanabam, who sucked as a GM, who now now the voice of ESPN, said Hedden Hooker could come off, could go fifth to the Seahawks. he's, he's Also, he's one of the oldest quarterbacks. What's he 25 now? And I love him. I don't. It's, I'm not saying I don't love him, but Tannenbaum says he'd go fifth. I would love the Jets to go after him, draft him, but I don't think he'll be around when they draft him. I'd love him. that's a guy I'd bring in and and get rid of Zach Wilson, and he would be the highest drafted quarterback since Peyton Manning went first overall in '98 from Tennessee, the highest drafted quarterback from the Volunteers. We'll see what happens on that front. Yeah, keeps hearing Henan Hooker going to. I heard I, the mock draft in the Athletic has Anthony. Richardson from Florida going second to, to the Texans, and they'll let, they'll let, uh who's the quarterback? Davis, it's not Davis Webb, Davis Texans quarterback. I'm freaking blanking on Davis Mills could be the starter and then let, let Anthony Richardson sit for a while and become the starter. I mean, who knows? I mean, it also is called the mock draft, and it's prognosticators predicting. And a lot of predictions don't turn out that way. Dennis Allen, update on the health of Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas, said he's not 100%. We're going to be cautious with him. I expect him to be fully healthy and ready to go when that when the time is. I don't want to get into the, those speculations, but, yeah, we feel good. Okay, thank you, Garland Gillen, for that. I hope it works out. We're not sure if it will, but I hope it does. And, you know, so th- th- this is great. So th- th- the new rules came through. And I, I do hope that Michael Thomas is healthy because it would help Gumbo Chef in his fantasy football. And I he, listen, he was great a couple years ago at the big contract and hasn't been the same since injured and just like a – he's done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. I mean, he had a couple of good games. He can't stay healthy. And that player with Breeze a couple years ago is like gone. Well, so NFL rules. Okay. NFL rules voted to allow physical sports book to operate in stadiums on game day starting the season – and Morning Blitz said, "And congrats on their thousandth news, newsletter. Gambling right next to the beer stand. What could go wrong? Where could yet? Yeah, what could go wrong? Of course, make some very smart decisions. That's what I say. Make some very, very start to smart decisions. And they can wear quarterbacks can now wear zero to nineteen, defensive backs zero to forty nine, fullbacks, halfbacks, tight ends, and wide receivers zero to forty nine and and 80 to 89 linebackers zero to fifty nine and ninety to ninety nine punters zero to forty nine and ninety to ninety nine. Great. That's great." because the number thing is like, wow, that's going to change everything for me. Now, the play clock can now reset with instant replay and rule change submitted by the Chargers. Teams will no longer lose valuable time when replay is used to correct a call. When a call is overturned, the play clock will restart. Failed fourth down conversions will be automatically reviewed. In a review change proposed by the Texans, the replay official will now review any failed fourth down attempt they were previously not reviewable. Launching is a new definition in a rule proposed by the Competition Committee. Launching can now occur regardless of whether a player leaps from one or both feet as the NFL seeks to crack down on excessively violent hits. Tripping is now a personal foul and 15 yard penalty, subject to personal foul ejection policies. Previously, it was a 10 yard penalty. Offenses will still receive a first down when a tripping penalty is committed by the defense. Illegal forward handoffs will now be treated like illegal forward passes. Penalties for these two acts will be treated the same way in line with other illegal ball acts. This will also apply to illegal punts, drop kicks, and place kicks. Offensive penalties will no longer extend a half, which I think the offensive penalty, oh, defensive penalty. yeah. So offensive penalties, they said, can no longer, offensive penalties can no longer benefit by having a half extended after an offensive penalty is accepted. Okay, but defensive penalty, yes, but offensive, no. Uh, and all inappropriate uses of helmets are now categorized under impermissible use of the helmet, regardless of whether penalties for butting, spearing, ramming, or any other offense with a helmet sounds very sexual. It will be governed under the same phrase in a rule proposed by the competition committee. There will be now one preseason cut day. Teams will simply cut from ninety to fifty-three on the Tuesday following their final of preseason games. Russell reductions will no longer occur in steps. I like that because now, so now there is no there is just one cut day. So you to have all these players, and bam, and hard knocks, and the Jets. Please don't do hard knocks. I think I read that. Don't do it. That's enough. Let's get some new teams out there. No, done. And the guardian caps will now will now require guardian caps during all training camp practice involving helmets and all full contact regular season practices as well. Rules that. So I think that's a good idea. It's mostly they said it's uncomfortable, but it protects against concussions. I wonder if it's going to get used in games. They say they're you know the concussion helmets look bulky and look like. That character, the green guy that was on the Jetsons, that's what they look like. But if it protects my head from getting scrambled, I think I'll look like what the guy, the green guy from the Jetsons. Mm, talk like this, I think. Oh, talk a little like this. Now, these were not passed, or they were voted. They were not voted on, or did not pass a rule which allowed for the designation of a third quarterback on game day, likely to be readdressed in May. You know, be as Brock Purdy. Then they'd go to Josh Johnson, and they they lost their their backup. So they they were. I think McCaffrey was gonna, or Debo Samuel was gonna have to be quarterback. This should have been, come on, the fourth and 20 conversion on their own 20 in lieu of an onside kick was tabled, bullshit, yeah, that should be, that's a great idea, I love that in the XFL, yeah, and it makes the game more, onside kicks, bullshit, a rule allowing a replay review of roughing the passer penalties voted down, bullshit, that was bullshit, that should be, because that, they are fucking that penalty up big time, they are really screwing that shit up, that I'm not happy about at all. A rule that will move the spot of the football to the 25-yard line instead of the 20 on punts that result in touchbacks voted down. The the result in touchbacks and punts. Oh, I I like that. So, again, that was voted down. A rule that would spot the ball to the 25-yard line for fair catches on kickoffs, likely to be readdressed in May. A rule regarding plays in which other players push a quarterback forward will be monitored throughout the season. But that onside kick thing, that and the goddamn roughing the passer should be reviewable. And whoever's on the com- uh, the the committee should be, you know, the bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. So I talk about Calais Campbell, DeAndre Carter, Raiders. Hey, you got Raiders got a guy on a one year two point three seven two point three seven five million. DeAndre Carter last year had his best season with the Chargers: forty six catches, five hundred thirty eight yards, three touchdowns. Also ranked second in the NFL with 11.7 yards per punt return. Another guy for Jimmy G to throw the ball to. And how about this? Jaheim Otis, Bama football, three-star prospect. When he enrolled, this is a guy who lost significant. He, the first line of a few scouting reports noted how the defensive lineman would need to lose significant mass to contribute to college football. When he enrolled in Alabama, some considered him a project among a veteran position group, but walking around the... Mal M. Moore Athletic Facility on Monday, 6'5", 320, nearly 100 pounds he's lost. He goes, when I had all the weight on me, it was a lot, but now that I lost it all, I feel better. High school, I ate what I wanted. Miss Amy, that's Miss Amy Bragg, the Alabama Director of Performance nutrition. though, it's a lot of baked food. She took away the bread and rice, so I eat a lot of vegetables, salad, baked chicken, shrimp, and a lot of grilled food. Work paid off, resulted in 12 games, 10 starts, 24 tackles, sack, and a pass deflection. Freshman All SEC, while well, he split time playing with Byron Young and DJ Dale. They're both graduated. New defensive coordinator in Kevin Steele. He figures to be a key player this season, which also doesn't have linebackers Will Anderson Jr. to the draft and Dallas Turner injured and out for the spring. He was 470 17 pounds. Wow. And throughout the year, he tweeted updates about his journey. He lost 50 pounds by the time he enrolled in January 2022. He initially thought it would keep him sidelined. He started at fall camp at 3.42, eventually cracking the starting lineup week three against Louisiana Monroe. Working with Dale, Otis said he learned the speed of the game. I mean, good God. He became, the, and, you know, quickness kept him in the rotation consistently, becoming the only first-year freshman on the roster to total double-digit tackles. His goal when he stepped in the field is to be 3.30. This kid was 4.17. What was the hardest food for him to cut back on? He said he loved fried chicken. He said, but choosing to grill it has been one part of his transformation. Yeah, I mean he's definitely quicker on his feet. Thank you, Nick Alvarez, Alabama Media Group for that one. I was like, God, so it was four seventeen, and he cut it down. He once played three thirty this season. Hey, listen, you got to cut back bread, rice, and and cut out the fried food. I saw that. I was like, that is awesome. I love that story, Connor McDavid. So the Oilers seven and four, seven, went seven and four over the. Knights last night. Vegas went seven of the last eight entering the game. Connor McDavid at three assists. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, one goal, four assists. And the Oilers skated all over. Listen, they, they were up 3-2 after one. And Settle got his 47th goal. Connor McDavid recorded his 70th, 70th road point of this year and became the first player since Eisenman at 84-92-93 to reach the mark in a single season. So three assists last night. First skater since 96 to have 140 points, that was Yager. So Marilyn Lemieux and Yager did it that year. He also became the seventh player in league history with 60 plus goals and 80 plus assists in a season. They were eighth in the West on January 1st. Seven game win streak, 601 as McDavid and the company, three points out of the top spot in the West. And he is at 143 points. Only two players ever notch, 160 point season. Gretzky nine times and Lemieux four. And they did it 13 times. Three of the top six. Three of the top six point leaders this year reside in Edmonton. So you got McDavid with 143, Drysaddle with 116, and Nugent Hopkins with 96. Crazy, right? And David Perron, eighth hat trick all in the third period, became the first Detroit player since Henrik Henrik Zetterberg back in 2015 to score three goals in a frame. His 17th, 18th, and 19th goal last night. That's pretty impressive. Thank you, NHL PR, and Andres Jimenez. Guard And the Cleveland Guardians, seven-year, $106.5 million extension, including an eighth-year option, the biggest breakout star of last year, potentially through 2031. He had 2022, which he made his first all-star team, won a gold glove and finished behind only Aaron Judge and Shohei, and Shohei Ohtani in the AL with 7.4 wins above replacement. It will start next season, buys out three years of arbitration, at least four years of free agency, and an option that could take the base value of the deal to $128 million. So like he was brought over from when they traded Lindor to the Mets, when the second-base job proceeded 297-17 home runs last year and 20 stolen bases. Him and Ahmed Rosario, former Met, who arrived in Lindor trade as well, helped smooth the transition and allowed Cleveland to remain the class of the American League Central with a first- or second-place finish in each of the past seven seasons. So they extended Jose Ramirez through 2028. Also have top-closer Emmanuel Clase signed through 2028. They, the pursuit of other deals has been persistent this spring And reliever Trevor Stefan, another 2022 breakout, could be the next player to sign. They have one of the best farm systems. They, in the, over the past two seasons, I mean, after, you know, and, and over the past two seasons, the, so the, despite a payroll that's consistently among the bottom half of the season and over the past two seasons, the bottom five, in the years after the 2016 AL pennant, they pushed the payroll to $120 million plus range this year, is due to pay around 90 million in salary. Wait, wait, hold on a sec. Okay, hold on. Cleveland pushes payroll to under 20 million plus range. But in 2020, is, so that was last year. And this year, they're about to be about 90 million. So they could, Ahmed Rosario could get a long term deal, starter Tristan McKenzie, outfielders, uh, Stephen Kwan. Stephen Kwan was awesome last year. And McKenzie and Kwan were drafted and developed by the team. So, you know, hey, uh, you sign these guys to deals, gives them security. I think a lot of these guys also you know you' you're you're you have you have them by the balls in a way because you know they they have arbitration years, and you know what if you get hurt so that it's not like that's a ton of money for seven years it's not like he's making twenty million a season, and if he lights it up like he did this season, you know i he might outhit that contract and he sure he's the security and everything, but you know some guys get hey look judge better than himself, man he did. A lot of guys won't do that shit. A lot of guys will take this deal and they'll take the money and better themselves. And some guys will be like, "Nah, I'll stick with arbitration. I'll take my chances." Some guy will take the security. I'm a risk taker. You know, I'm a gambler, like in stripes. Yeah, I, I, I I don't know. You know, you have to look. You have to look security, and you have to look at. You know, maybe am I going to outplay the contract? And we'll see what happens. Otani, top earning MLB player this year per Forbes. Thirty million in salary, thirty-five million in endorsements—the highest among MLB players—draws from both American companies like New Balance, Fanatics, and Tops, as well as Japanese companies such as Kowa, Seiko, and Kosei. He's also doing a significant raise; could get five hundred million. They said. Then you got Max Scherzer. His contract, for the Mets pays him forty-three million. This year, while the Washington Nationals are tacking on an additional fifteen million in deferred payments from. A two hundred ten million dollar deal signed in two thousand fifteen. Wow! And a judge who makes four point five million off the field plus forty million annually. Really? So he doesn't make judge doesn't make that much. And Trout is is makes a million off the field. Wow! The only other player to top 10 million, one million in off field with four million. with four million. I thought it was one million. With thirty five and a half million, Verlander forty three point three million and a million in additional earnings. I don't see. Well, I think I saw Vanderlande in one, but it's amazing how much. So Otani makes th- thirty-five million, and from there a huge drop off. To I mean, yeah, I mean it's basically Judge. So from thirty-five million to Judge at four point five million. So big—that's big money, and Otani's going to make a fortune after next season. And for the first time, MLB the show will insert players such as Satchel Paige and Jackie Robinson to the new edition of the game as playable characters. I like that. Thank you, NBC News. The Marlins are the seventh. MLB team to sign up jersey patch deal. ADT, home security firm, is worth an estimated $5 million a year. Lanker hates that shit, but it's here to stay, buddy. And Liam Hendricks for the White Sox is making encouraging progress in his battle with cancer. Hopefully he can return before June. Sox GM Rick Hahn says they didn't play some of the 60-day injured list for a reason. Thank you, Bog Nightingale. Yeah, crazy, right? Now listen to this. Listen to this. Women's final four, three hundred dollars, are currently three times more expensive than the tickets to the men's final for a hundred dollars. Now they're paying, playing in a twenty thousand seat arena as opposed to seventy two thousand, which my father didn't like. He said, "Really? Where they?" I said, "They're playing in the Texas stadium. That's too big." I agree. But now if the, if the if the men can play in a big stadium, why not the women? They should put them in the Alamo Dome. Put up forty thousand. If they can get twenty for the women, they could get forty. I think Joe Pompliano, I like to see it a little bigger. And so far this tournament. March Madness women set records for first second round attendance, first second round viewership, regional attendance, most watched Sweet 16 game ever, second most watched Sweet 16 game ever. And I told you they, they had more people watching Iowa Louisville than any NAB, NBA game this season. So the women are here to stay. Now, if they could get paid more money, that'd be great. Get better money and more endorsements and everything. I it, listen, and it's good basketball. It's very. We were talking about that, Carol and I. The first WNBA game was terrible, terrible. And I'm I'm thinking, and I remember watching uh, ESPN WNBA announcers, and I'm thinking about, I hit that, I did not mean to hit it that hard. I'm trying to see who, no, it's not Atlanta. Atlanta. Was trying to find the ESPN nationwide. Yeah, okay, not yeah. Rebecca Lobo was saying how the game when it first came. I mean, they were so excited to be playing, but the first game was not a good game. I think it was Houston versus the Liberty, and they talked about. And look at it now. Look at this now. I mean, I'm excited. And I saw that. What did I see? That oh, Caitlin Clark. The day after she dropped the forty pound, forty point, forty pound, forty point triple double against Louisville, every session to her new youth skills camp sold out within four hours. And Sunday's Iowa Louisville game drew 2.499 million viewers, more than any NBA game on ESPN this season. And she and now her youth skills camp sold out. So good, she's making the money. They said Bronny James could get 7.2 million. He could get estimated. This is on three, They said estimated major deal next season. They had the, they had the McDonald's all McDonald's you know all American game, and Bronny had five. Three-pointers. I saw that. Yeah, Bronny had 15, five right from three. While Kentucky commit DJ Wagner at 19, and USC commit Isaiah Wagner at 25, took home co-MVP honors. James is still undeclared. Yeah, it was 109-106 East. Yeah, DJ Wagner is going to be a baller. And and there was another kid from Kentucky who they were blown up. So Brandon has to be pumped about that. Has to be pumped. And I love this about the women's game. I do. I think this is awesome. I love that, you know, all this stuff happening right now. And Penn State is going to hire VCU coach Mike Rhodes, who took VCU six seasons, three NCAA tournaments. They lost to St. Mary's in the first round this year as a 12 seed, went 27-8. and That's not a bad pickup for them. Women's coach's salary. So Dawn Staley, 2021, third straight trip to the Final Four, inked a seven-year $22.4 million contract, $1 million annual increase, made it one of the top three highest-paid coaches in the sport, along with Gino Ariama from UConn, and LSU's Kim Mulkey, who would join Staley in the 2023 Final Four in Dallas. Of course, Power 5 college sports, coaching salaries for women's sports aren't growing at a rate comparable to men's salaries. Are we shocked about this? According to a new study submitted to for, for formal publication on Wednesday, which was led by Wayne State professor and Syracuse scholar and resident Scott Herko. Between 2014 and 2021, average power, five men's, men, average power 5 men's coaching compensation grew under a rate of 55%, while women grew at 33%. It was con- collected and de- published by the Knight-Newhouse Co- College Athletics Database. The average women's salary went from $3.9 million to $5.1 million. Average men's salary went from $12.2 million to $18.9 million. Jesus, that's a lot of money. Men's coaching compensation also grew at a rate astronomically higher than all of the women's salaries, 208% from 574000 and changed to eight to $1.8 million. I would knew I was way off on that. At Power 5, football, by far the most lucrative college sport, contib- contributed to the dynamic. The launch of the college football playoff in 2014, for example, allowed for major inflation of football spending. So women, yeah, women just don't, and there's not, and there's also a lot of men, and as you saw there is a lot of men's coaches coaching the women. And there's a disparity in the women that are coaching women's sports. So Dawn Staley is the exception to the rule. But, yeah, you see that? I'm not shocked about any of this. And Bama got Wichita State transfer Jaquan Walton, who averaged for Wichita State last year 14 points, five rebounds, two assists, 53% from the field, 40 from three, Begin his career at Georgia. Thank you, Joe Tipton. And how about this? So Kayvon Mulready, who was supposed to go to Providence, got flipped. So did Drew Fielder. He's a four-star point guard. Got flipped from Providence to Georgetown. And so did Drew Fielder, a forward from Providence to Georgetown, by, by, by uh, you know, listen, it's good to have a coach. How, how did, how did I, how am I, how am I, yeah, got flipped. And the the Georgetown coach was formerly at Providence. So, you know, I mean, he's going to, and and that's that's what that's what good coaching does, Georgetown coach Ed Cooley. So he did that, and I was like, well, Ed Cooley should have done that. And people were getting upset. What did I see that you, that there are kids leaving St. John's, and you know, you know, and you know, people are upset, and you know, you got to take this into consideration. You're having a coaching change, and you didn't win. So you got a Petito coming in who's going to bring in the best of the best and going to turn around and make St. John's relevant again. You're going to lose guys, and it's going to happen. And you got to be like, okay, we'll move on from here and see what happens. Yeah, and I talked about Kennesaw State men's basketball coach Amir Abdur Rahim going to leave the Owls to get the job in South Florida. He's going to replace Brian Gregory. Brian Gregory was fired March 10th, 1418 in record, 79 wins, 107 losses, six seasons. He led uh, Abdur Rahim Lake Kennesaw State to the Atlantic Sun title and its first NCAA tournament appearance. Yeah, so he turned the Owls from a 1-28 team in 2019-2020 to 26-9 at a conference championship. I mean, it was going to be a money thing. He wasn't going to get the money. I mean, that's what he was looking for. So, hey. And this, this, is, this is what bothers me, okay? Dariq Whitehead is entering the draft. This is a kid for Duke who averaged eight points and two rebounds per game. Shot forty three percent from three point range. Six seven f- former five star, made seven starts in twenty eight games and multiple injuries. Sam Viceni from the Athletic projected he's going to go number twenty two. So the guy's been hurt. He two injuries over the course of the season: a fractured right foot that kept him out the first two weeks, and a lower leg injury that they thought was an Achilles tear midway through ACC play that looked like you know that turned out to be just a lower leg strain. He showed terrific touch that made him a top five recruit in high school. Forty three percent of his threes really struggled in the paint, and was a non-factor on defense. And he didn't look quite, quite look as athletic as he was in high school in his return from injury and missed a lot of time that could have helped him improve his defensive cohesion purse for, for Cheney. Okay, so this is a kid who's been hurt, missed games. He, yeah, as a result, came off the bench for the, got hurt, came off the bench, Mark Mitchell, the, he, he, so he rears the starting lineup out of necessity when fellow freshman Mark Mitchell was ruled out a knee soreness in the team season-ending loss to Tennessee. And totally ended up playing twenty-five minutes or more, just eight times in twenty-eight games. And this guy is going to be. So they said if he gets healthy, you're going to see what happens. Now is he going to? Now he's gone. Does that is Mark Mitchell going to stay or go? Kyle Filipowski had a great season. Derek Lively the second, who's a blocking machine, and Jeremy Roach. They said it's a toss-up. Mitchell, widely expected back. Philip Halsey, coin flip at this point. He's currently projected as a late first rounder, which means I would, if he comes back, he can play in the lottery, play himself in the lottery next season and could be an All-American. That's what I think for Shire. That'd be good. Lively expected to follow Whitehead to the NBA, and he's a good shot at being Duke's highest drafted player this summer because of the defense he played. And then Roach, the rising senior guard, He, they have, I mean, that's what they're saying, you know, that Roach is a guy, isn't currently seen as an NBA prospect. He could also opt to take the next step in his career. I mean, so these are guys that have to decide. And, and they keep saying, are we going to see the whitehead we saw in high school? And, you know, I mean, you know, even inside the three-point line, Vicente says he shot just 41%. That's worse than his mark from beyond the line. That is about as good as an encapsulation of his lack of vertical pop this year as anything. They want to see if he get a clean run. Can he he impress people? Or is he going to have a bad pre, you know, a combine, you know, pre-draft meetings and stuff? Or is he going to turn out to be a good player? I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's up in the air. We'll see what happens going forward. And the Wizards now are looking to retain Porzingis and Kuzma who can opt out of their contracts this offseason. So the Mavericks dealt Porzingis ahead of the 2020 trade deadline where he wasn't getting it done. He's 82 appearances. He's averaging 23 points, nine rebounds, and almost two blocks a game. 49%, 38% from three. He had 32 points, 13 rebounds, six assists as Washington beat Boston on Tuesday night. Kuzma, 21 points per game. Our career high to go with 7.2 rebounds and 3.7 assists, but he's leading the Wizards in missed field goals, missed three pointers, missed free throws, and turnovers, while averaging a career high in turnovers per game. But this is a guy they think they want to build around, these two guys. I, okay. Playing for the Wizards has allowed the 27 year old to occupy a role that was simply unattainable as long as he's playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. His usage rate over the last two seasons is 26% compared to 22% during his four-year run with the Lakers, per basketball reference. They gave Beal five years $251 million. They likely missed a player's second straight year and posted a losing record for the fifth season in a row. I don't know. Hey, they're rebuilding. Are they going to keep these guys? I think Porzingis is a the guy they keep. He's playing well for them. I think they could let Kuzma go somewhere else. I think, and he wasn't happy with the Wizards anyway. He wants to play somewhere else, but... I don't like a guy that's leading the team with missed field goals, missed three-pointers, missed free throws, and turnovers. That's my opinion. We'll see what happens on that front. And Baylor freshman, Keontae George, is entering the draft. 15 points, four rebounds, three assists, 33 games, 37% from the floor, which to me is shit, and 34% from deep. He was the Big 12 freshman of the year, becoming the first Bears player since Quincy Miller in 2012 to win the award. He joins an impressive class. I, I guess, uh, to me, I don't see 37.6% from the floor and 34% from deep as being a guy that sees a projected lottery pick. It's all about the ceiling for him, but that's not shooting for me. That's not good at all. Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Gasol, Tony Parker, Becky Hammond, Popovich, all in the Hall of Fame. Formal announcements will come this weekend. Congrats to all of them. The Warriors won 120-109 over the Pelicans last night. They were down 89-85 in the third. Curry had 39. Final 12 minutes outscored Brandon Ingram 26 points in the Pels, 35-20 to win the game. Just five games left in the schedule. And Andrew Wiggins, Kerr added that he was out with uh, personal reasons, hasn't been discussed about missing the rest of the season, still on a timetable. He's been working on a daily basis. That's what Kerr said. But team wouldn't know about his game conditioning until he gets back. In, in the building, he missed his 20 straight game last night. Thank you, Anthony Slater. Curry said we'd love to have him and hope that he, that does happen. And when he walks through the door is when, when it'll be the right time. He said he's been in regular contact with him, giving him space. All right. Hey, you know what? A lot of guys dealing with shit. And this was kind of interesting. That's very interesting. Steph holds a record for most games with three plus three pointers, 585, Four plus three pointers, 440. Five plus three pointers, 318. Six plus three pointers, 191. Seven plus three pointers, 116. Eight plus, 74. Nine plus three pointers, oh my God, 39. Ten plus three pointers, 23. And 11 plus three pointers, 12. Most three pointers made in history. Most three pointers in a season with 402. Most in a month of 96. And most in playoff history of 561. Thank you, Ball Muse, for that. The G League is getting a union, which should happen. I mean, these guys should get... I definitely think that's a smart move on their part. I like that. I like it a lot. Devin Haney against Vasily Lomachenko. Undisputed world title fight confirmed for Vegas May 20th. Live on Sky Sports, but it's also here in the U.S. Devin Haney's WBC, WBA, WBO, and IBF world lightweight titles. And a perfect record. 29-0, 15 KOs will go against Lomachenko... May 20th at the MGA Grand Arena will fight in the US for the first time since defeating George Cambosis Jr. in Australia twice last year to capture and retain the undisputed championship. He's only 24, turned pro in Mexico in 2015 when he was 17. Unbelievable. He is amazing. Lemoncello 72 11 KOs is a two-time Olympic gold medalist who compiled a staggering 396 and 1 record as an amateur before winning world titles at featherweight, junior lightweight and lightweight. It's crazy. So that's gonna be a hell of a fight. That's gonna be awesome. So we'll see what happens there. And CONCAF Nations League came to an end on Tuesday with Group A. League games determined determining the four teams that will play in the final four to be held in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium in Nevada between Thursday, January, I'm sorry, June 15th and Sunday, June 18th. My birthday. Costa Rica saw Panama win out, and the 0-1 results sent Mexico to the finals as four seed will face top seed US in the semifinal. And following Mexico's 2-2 draw with Jamaica in the final group game, the so U.S. secured the win that sent them the Final Four as Panama failed to beat Costa Rica by a seven-goal margin. So that didn't happen. And Canada defeated a Honduras 4-1 and will now face Panama's third seed. So it's USA, Mexico, Canada, Panama at Allegiant Field in Sin City June 15th through the 18th. Pretty exciting. Pretty, pretty exciting. Yes, yes, yes. Portland signing G League Skylar Mays to a 10-day contract. Someone sent me something. Thanks. What did someone say thanks for? Oh, my cousin. She ran a race. Congrats for you. Michigan sent me something. Even cooler, Magic refers to her as Caitlin, and everyone knows who he's talking about. What makes Caitlin's 40-point triple-double so special is the fact so many players never had one. Not me, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. That's very cool. Thank you, Michigan, for that. That's a wonderful thing you sent me. You are amazing. Yeah. So I talked about that and I talked about the, yeah. All right. Did I miss anything else? I've been talking for way too long today. Marvin Jones, former Jags wide receiver, is coming back to Detroit where he played from 2016 to 2020 on a one year, $3 million deal. Adam Silver, hopeful of a CBA deal by end of the week, says, I think everyone understands what's at stake. Yeah, it's too much money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, and Tom Brady, Gronk, and Julian Edelman got together for some beach football. Who cares? Oh, and uh, Jazz Chisholm becomes fifth MLB player to rep Jumpman, Jordan Brand. I like that. Yes. Most Mets plus 950 and Yankees plus 750 are the two most, most popular picks to win it all this season. Huh. All right. We'll see what happens. Zeke Eagles, unlikely. Good. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm fine with that. Did I miss anything else? So, yes. All right, let's get to some trivia questions. Uh, Yeah. Okay, trivia questions from last show were, the only Major League Baseball team not to have a rookie of the year winner was the Diamondbacks. Today's trivia question: Who was the last Ranger to wear number eleven before Mark Messier? Who was the last Ranger to wear number eleven before Mark Messier? All right, that's all I got for today. Send my love to my dad. So my dad, my mom today. It's good dad, it was very good to see you today. Whew. Yes, very good day, very good day in the JD Talking Sports family. Send so my love to Daba, Michigan. Thank you, Michigan, for the good stuff today. Lanker, oh Lanker, and I talked today. I'm gonna do that tomorrow show. We talked about the Yankees and we talked about Angel Reese's dad came to Loyola after Lanker left Loyola and he had transferred from BC, allegedly an altercation, so he sat out a year, but he averaged he averaged double figures while he was at Loyola two years. And Lanker played against him in pickup games and said he was a damn good ball player. Because we were talking about he was talking about Angel Reese is one of the highest paid NIL players out there, and I was like, well, I know the girl from the, the gymnast from from, from LSU was big, but, yeah, he said he played against them, and he said he was Michael Reese. He was on the team that went to the NCAA in 1994. So, you see, everybody gives you good stuff, you know, and, he, and he, we're both not sure what's going to happen with the Yankees, but, you know, he says, do some play above their heads or... Do they regress to the mean? Can they overcome a potential early season hold due to a key players on IL? I'm stumped? He said 94 and 68. We'll see what happens on that front, all right? So Angel Reese's dad played, and maybe I'll get him on a show. Reach out to him, see if he wants to talk, Michael Reese. All right, everybody, have a great day. Peace out, talk to you soon, adios.